Hi, this is Tommy. This is Rob. And we are part of the Life Textbook team. And today we're here to start our very first podcast, which we have zero idea of how to do. That's and, right. <laughs> yeah, we're here to bring, I guess, our website onto the audio form and to help expand what we try to teach in our websites. That's right. Yeah, and I think uh, first off, it's important to say that, you know, we're not giving financial advice here. Um, we're just trying to, like our website, we're just trying to educate you on personal finance so that you can make the decisions yourself. Yeah, so our topic of discussion today will be to how to budget yourself. We'll be going over things like uh, budget templates and how to use them. Yeah, and you know, how to set them up, you know, where you can maybe find a budget template to get you started. and uh... Things like... Um, what, what you should be benchmarking against your savings and how to actually spend it properly. Yep, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of cover um, what a need versus a want is and you know how to estimate costs for when you're trying to set up your budget. Yeah, and that's all definitely tools that you can employ in your daily life and try to uh, bring it to, as you practice more, you'll be able to become more proficient at it and then uh, it'll help you set up your budgets and be able to manage your finances a lot better in the future. Right, and you know, even to be, to be honest, this isn't an area where, you know, I 100% excel in. Um, I find that there'll be kind of sometimes lulls where there'll be, you know, I won't look at my budget for a month or two, um, but then, you know, because it'll be, it'll be a transition period in my life, you know, I'm starting a new job or starting at school or something, um, but then once I kind of, you know, get settled, that's when I usually sit down, sit on my budget, and then really uh, begin to track where I'm spending my money and how I'm spending my money. We're no experts by any means, but we're living well on our own, and we know how to manage our finances. Um, so I think, you know, we can relate a lot of our personal experiences. That's right. And, you know, I feel like my, my personal feeling is that a lot of people have problems starting budget because they just don't know where to start exactly. Um, so, you know, uh, that's what we're going to kind of walk you through right now. Okay. So our first topic of conversation would be the budget template and how, how to actually build one and actually use one in your daily life. So Rob, why don't you start us off with uh, how you actually manage pers uh, a template in your personal life? Sure, and uh, I'll go ahead and say right away that, um, you know, before we start a life textbook, um, I kind of tried to create my own budget, but I found it, it was tough to know um, exactly what you need and what you don't need in a budget template. But now that we've kind of worked on it, it for me it comes down to three things. You need somewhere where you basically, like a page where you set up, you know, this is how much I want to spend in each category, and the categories we'll get into later. You need somewhere where you can basically track your expenses. You know, I went up to the bar, I spent this much, I'm going to put that in there. And basically you need a summary page where you can see the difference between how much you want to spend and how much you are spending and uh, kind of see, you know, where you stand. Are you saving money? Are you not saving money? Are you overspending on entertainment? Um, or maybe, you know, you've been really good and you, you didn't uh, spend your entertainment budget. Um, so yeah, so I mean the good news is that there's like a ton of resources on the internet where you can find... Um, like, you know, budget templates and stuff like that, including our website. And that's, and like I said, I'll be completely honest, the one, the budget template that I use is the one that we have on the website because I find it's pretty good. Um, how mm -hmm. about you? Like, what, what, what do you do? So 
for for me, it's it's in a very similar fashion where it all breaks down to the basics of figuring out where you get money coming in and figuring out where your money actually goes on a monthly basis. And having that information is is what's key to making best fiscal decisions, right? To actually know whether you're overspending on one area or underspending on another. And that's what I try to do in my personal life. I know what I'm making every month for my job. And I know where my needed expenses are, you know, the inescapable ones like rent. And we'll be going into that a little bit more detail later on. And then we'll figure, and then I personally track, you know, things like how much I spend on groceries or um, how, how much I drink away at the bar for all my sadness and sorrow. You know, th- those are the things that you, you, you track on a monthly basis. And once you have a general idea of where it's going, you can decide on where, where the excess is or where the, require, the, where the change needs to be, basically. And a budget template is to help you do that with specific information rather than just a general idea of what's in your mind. And that's an important point, actually, that I want to touch on is that, uh, you know, I think what's really important about a budget and having a budget template is actually, you know, putting in the time to actually record your expenses. Um, And usually, like, what I like to do is um, before I kind of decide how much, you know, I think I can spend in entertainment or uh, sports or whatever, I will basically, you know, basically grab all my receipts from, you know, the past two months, like I'll, I'll collect receipts from a month or two, and I'll basically break it down, I'll enter them into the spreadsheet, and, you know, see how much I am spending, um, you know, because I can easily say, you know what, oh, I want to spend $200 at the bar this month, but if that's, you know, not a realistic uh, number, then I'm, there's no way I'm going to spend within it, and, you know, you can spend what you want, uh, where you want, it just, if you're not going to do it, then there's no point in, in, in setting a goal like that. Um, so that's kind of something I wanted to touch on is that, you know, it's before you get started, it's good to kind of know where you stand. Mm-hmm. So our template on the website actually helps with that. On one of the pages on the Excel document is that it helps you enter each expense into it and have a little breakdown of exactly where your money is going based on what you're spending it on. And, you know, that's definitely a tool we built and we're using ourselves. And I'm sure you guys will find it useful as well. Yeah. And uh, like I mentioned, like I said, a a budget should have three things. A place where you basically decide how much you want to spend. And our our, our budget spreadsheet has, you know, a page where you enter in, you know, how much you think each category should get. It has that that, that, uh, page that Tommy was just talking about where you basically enter in your expenses. And then it has a third summary sheet where it basically breaks down month by month how much you spent uh, and it has you know a summary of you know what you think you should be spending and the difference mm-hmm. and definitely this if you know if you lost a receipt or whatever that's that's completely fine something that can definitely help you nowadays is that on the even on the your personal banking websites you know whether you're with TD or with RBC or whoever you're with they'll have a breakdown of where how much money you're taking out every month and how much money you're going in and that's a very basic uh, starting point that you can start with is knowing how much is going out and going in and then this template will help supplement that by giving you the specifics which will help you make better decisions in the long run so one one of the key things of that template is that it definitely helps you uh, split things that you may not have known about before 
for example, you know, you might have just considered rent to be a, another expense every month, but it's more actually of a need. It's a, it's a necessary spending where you can't get rid of or else, you know, you have nowhere else to live. Food, you know, that's definitely a, an important part of the budget that you have to keep in track of. And then this template will actually help you uh, understand which parts are necessary and which parts aren't. That's right, yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, um, it is your budget. You can do what you want with it. So, you know, if you feel like you can spend more in one area or spend less in one area, um, and, you know, maybe... You know, maybe you're living with your parents and rent isn't actually a thing. That's fine. Um, it's your budget. You need to do what you need to do to get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. But the important thing is there that there is a template that we have on our website. And like I said, there's lots online um, that you can definitely use, that you can get a hold of your spending and make sure that, you know, you're not in the, in the red every month. And our tool definitely helps you with some future planning as well. So one of the slides will help you kind of project... Um, how, how your savings will be and how your spendings will be over the next few years or next few months even if you kept a spending it like that, right? There's a, there's a page where it, it may take a little bit of Excel magic, but the instructions on there should be clear enough for you to understand even if you have no experience with Excel. So that will help you kind of visualize a short-term goal and a long-term goal. And that's definitely something you should you should uh, budget that you should definitely use to uh, kind of you know make yourself a physically responsible person so let's discuss some of the categories that we mentioned earlier about how a budget actually breaks down into right and so you know um, if you go out to a bar and drink that's kind of your entertainment for for that day and so one of that's one of the categories is entertainment. Uh, basically, what you want to do is kind of have your expenditures break down into categories so you know how much you're, you know, you don't want to know, or unless you do, you don't really want to know how much you're spending specifically at the bar, but just how much you are on your entertainment or on your rent, on your food, yeah. on your utilities, on your transportation. So, um, so I just kind of listed them off there. Mm -hmm. um, so how we personally, like both me and Rob do have, you know, share a lot of habits, so how we personally do break down the entertainment would be, for example, going to a bar, watching a movie, or you know, even having a Netflix account. Uh, what else would count as entertainment? Um, you might count entertainment if you are in a baseball league and yeah. you know uh, you spent uh, hundred dollars uh, to enter this baseball league. That would count as something as entertainment. Just basically. Or going to the golfing range, things like that. You know? Exactly. Um, I mentioned earlier, um, you know, there's some of the other ca common categories would be housing, you know, rent. If you pay rent, that would probably go into housing. If you happen to own a home and, you know, you had a mortgage payment, same kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Utilities, taxes, uh, internet, electricity, those all count as towards your shelter, which, you know, what we're counting as housing and living expenses. Right. And uh, something... Another thing is like your cell phone bill or your internet. Um, although, you know, it, can, it depends how you want to break it down. You can put that in housing. You can also put that in utilities. Um, it's, it's really up to you. It's just how you distinct, um, mm -hmm. how, how you make the distinction. And it depends on your living situation. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, maybe you're living at home, so you don't have housing. Uh, or mm -hmm. your rent might be zero, so your housing expense might be zero. It, it's, it, it all depends on how, how detailed you want to break it down, right? 
a living expense a living expense can also be food that you need to survive on right but for for us personally we have it separated into a different category where we consider our groceries where we buy our meat our vegetables our spices whatever we need to survive on our food uh, as as the food category and that's separate from going out to a restaurant and having a drink with your buddies where you might actually get food and that counts as entertainment so the way we see it as uh, entertainment is something that's definitely something that's possible to cut you know yeah i mean it's not like you know you need groceries to live yeah fact but uh but you know you probably don't need to go out and get chicken wings with your bros after baseball or whatever so that's why i consider entertainment but i do kind of i also you know there's been some times when i'm you know i'm at work and i've gotten subway and i will actually uh count that towards my food rather than entertainment because you know i didn't have time to make dinner last night so Mm -hmm. i didn't have any leftover lunch so i was like you know what um i went to subway for food not really for entertainment doesn't really make sense for entertainment these Um, categories are definitely for your for your personal life we can't comment on how you live but this is just to help you get a sense of how to actually break it down, right? Yeah, exactly. They're just broader categories that mm-hmm. um, encompass um, all your expenditures. Mm-hmm. So, you know, food, utilities, housing, savings, transportation, clothing, that's a big one. Um, when I say personal, what I mean by that is, you know, maybe uh, you went to the, you had like a skin cream you got from the doctor. I kind of, that's where I kind of put personal down. Mm-hmm. Um, we already mentioned entertainment and there's also debts, you know, that's important too. You know, maybe you have a student loan and that you pay off a student little bit every, every are, are month. Definitely, student loans are definitely a great uh, expense that you have to keep track of. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe not at this point in your life, but charity could also be something that you have in your monthly budget as well. Mm-hmm. It's just important to have um, these broader categories so that, you know, when you can look at, you can look at an easy one page and be like, oh, okay, in this pat in the month of July, I spent $300 on entertainment. Um, and you can then, you can look at, you can dig down into it and see how much you went out drinking versus movies. We keep mentioning drinking, but we but you know, we, uh, we support alcohol free activities. Okay. Yes. We like, we, we have a lot of fun without drinking too. <laughs> just got to make that clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, but it's just... And make sure you're over the age. Of <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but it's just important to, to look, uh, like on a one page, really split mm-hmm. second, how much are you spending in each area. So, yeah, it's a, it's and, a useful tool. Yeah, and one thing that we definitely have to mention as a category would be the savings and also investments. You know, savings is a huge part of life. A lot of Canadians nowadays, and especially young ones, uh, not not that we're old, but you know people our age from from high school all the way to a little bit past university, a lot of people don't know how to save. And when a rainy day comes, you know when something bad happens and you don't have those savings to support you, it'll it'll be more trouble than it's worth now. you know So ha- having definitely a, a segment, a, a part of your kind of entire outgoing money, to be going towards your savings will help you in the long run. And investments will be a great great long run kind of expense as well. Although you're spending money now and you're putting money aside and you're giving it away to someone else, in the long run, you'll be getting it back as sort of a side income, right? And we'll be talking about more detailed investments later on, but generally, an investment is just something that you give money now to have more return to you later, right? Cool. I think that's... 
I think so it's all up to you to how, how you actually want to break down your categories. We're giving you ideas, but this is by no means a way to dictate how you should categorize your life. Yeah, our lives are Vastly our lives are different, different from, yeah. from each other. They're going to be different from yours. That's just a good place to start to get you kind of thinking about it and think about how you're spending your money. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned a little bit about savings a little bit earlier. In that, and it's a, we feel like it's an important enough topic to expand on it a little bit more. So, Rob, you know, what, what do you think, what do you consider a savings? And how, what are your thoughts on it? Well, for me, it's a little weird because, uh, like, I am a graduate student, so um, I don't have, like, a regular bi-weekly payment, like, from my from my employment that, like, a lot of people will have. Um, but for me, basically, it's just, um, it's a set amount that you put away before, you, which it's its its own category in, in the budget template, and it's a set amount that you put away that you basically don't touch um, and so it's kind of in the same category as rent. It's, it's a need, uh, you know, it's something that you have to do. Um, that's the way I kind of consider it. What do you, what would you tell me? So I'm in a little bit of a different boat in that I'm actually in the working world right now. So I'm getting bi-weekly payments and, you know, that's what I consider my paycheck, right? But for everyone, it, it, it can generally be broken down into a monthly thing. In that, you know, both of us and pretty much most people who work have a monthly income, whether it's over the course of four weeks, two weeks, whatever. In that, and, and it's just a part of that amount that we set aside that we don't touch until it's the right time, until it's needed, until we get enough money back from it. Right. right? So a good general rule of thumb, at least for me, would be to save half of your paycheck every, every month. So let's say you make $1,000 a month, you're putting $500 of that aside without, you know, having restraint and not touching it until it's the right time. Right. And then that sounds, I mean, that's, to me, that sounds, that's quite a bit. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, you should be saving about 10 to 20% of your monthly income. Um, and once again, you know, it's going to come down to your individual mm-hmm, situation. Definitely. Um, you know, Someone who's working, uh, living at home, working, they're going to probably be able to put away a lot more than someone who's, you know, uh, paying rent and living on their own. That's for sure. But the important thing is, is that you should be putting away something uh, if you can. You should be doing your best to put away something Mm -hmm. because you never know when you might have to dip into your savings. Um, Yeah, if you, for example, if your rent, for example, the Houston Harvey uh, the Hurricane Harvey in Houston right now, right? If those people didn't have some savings, they would have nowhere to go, nowhere to escape to. And and that's just some situation that you don't want to be caught in. So it, having a six months kind of a buffer amount of money where you can survive on to, to in your bank account as your savings, and that's something you should be building towards if you don't have it. To have that kind of a, amount... So that it, should anything bad happens, you have a little bit of time to get back on your feet and actually get back to the normal way of life. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, for me, it's just about, it's just another category in the budget where basically you set aside, you know, you set aside your goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can say, you know, I make X amount of dollars every month and, you know, 20% of that is going to go into savings and I'm not going to dip into that, um, no matter what, um, 
before I like I only un, unless there's an unforeseen circumstance yeah. where I need really need some money, I'm not going to dip into that. And my mom always says it best. She says, you know, pay yourself first. And what she means is that is that let's say you have four hundred dollars after you know rent and everything, um, and you pay yourself first. And that let's say you wanted to save two hundred dollars. You take that two hundred dollars, and now you have two hundred dollars on for left for entertainment and stuff like that. Um, if you, if you don't pay yourself first, then it's easy to say, oh, look, I have $400. I have so much money to spend on other things. No, pay yourself first before you, mm -hmm. before you use on the, you know, entertainment categories and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, I think that's really good advice. We'll be talking a little bit about needs and wants a little bit later. So you'll, you'll kind of get a sense of how to actually, you know, pay yourself first to see what's actually a need and what's actually a want. You know, as a little teaser, is that we see savings as a need. It's something that's definitely for a rainy day that you don't want to happen. But should it happen, it's there for you. So per personally, I live a I I try to max out my contributions to our to my TFSA, my tax free savings account every month. To well, every year technically, and well, although that's a huge topic on its own, and we'll be going out going to it a little bit later. A tax-free savings account is a very good option for you to put your savings in. It's easy to access and the returns are much, much better than normal savings accounts. In any case, it's just an amount of money that you put aside. Doesn't matter where, but as long as you don't touch it unless absolutely needed. And buying that next Ferrari, that's not something you need right now. So what is a need and what is a want? Uh, you know, I think this is an area where a lot of people can struggle with because it's so easy to get carried away with. But if you're really being honest with yourself, it shouldn't be that hard to differentiate differentiate between what you need and what you want. So, um, you know, I'll just start off here by saying, you know, when I want something, I basically give myself a time period of like one mm -hmm. to two weeks where basically I won't buy that thing for one to two weeks. And at the end of that period, I still want that. Then I'll go ahead and get it. Um, but once again, that doesn't really necessarily need it. Um, you know, Tommy, why don't you, in your mind, what, what is a need and what is a want? So on a, on a broader scale, a need is something that you need to, to me at least, is something you need to survive. For example, you know, you need electricity to actually be able to live comfortably. You need rent, you need to pay medical expenses. You know, if you can't just ignore having a headache for the next five weeks and you, you need to have, uh, uh, good spending on food, right? Groceries, make sure, making sure that you're getting enough nutrients to live a healthy life. For me, you know, health is an important thing and getting the right amount of food and the proper food is definitely a big part of what I need. Right. And, um, I think, you know, here's another example is like, uh, you know, if for your job, you may need a, uh, need a high-powered computer. Well, mm -hmm. that's different than uh, Tommy going to buy a computer to play, you know, some awesome video game, video game like Fallout 4 or whatever. That's definitely a want over a need, right? Like, exactly. So, once it, like, I feel like we keep coming back to this, but it kind of comes down to your individual situation. And that kind of, that, that, that trick that I use is that I wait for one or two weeks before I decide whether I really need or want it. That's, that's just one of the things you can use mm -hmm. to try and differentiate between what is a need and what is a want. 
maybe you live outside the city of Toronto and you work inside the city of Toronto. Well, you know, if if taking the GO train isn't is an option, maybe you need a car. That's, that's this different. Need. That's yeah. different than me, who I live in Waterloo, and I can get around most places with a bike. For me, having a car is mm-hmm. is just a luxury. It's a it's a want. I don't need it. I but I can get by with my bike, but I don't mm-hmm. necessarily need a car to get to work every day. Um, and there's more. There's definitely more nuance there than you know what whether you what. So even if you need a car, there's more nuance there than it seems. You can get a very fancy car, you know, that might cost you $50,000. Or you could get something very functional, very good to use, that gets you around for less than $5,000, a used one, right? So those kind of differences between needs and wants are something you need to examine yourself as well. Right. What we relate to may be different from the situation that you're in, right? And some things that we think are wants are things that kind of kind of expand or uh, enhance enhance your lifestyle you know so for example we may not we may need a toothbrush but we may not need doesn't necessarily need an electric toothbrush that's something that enhances your lifestyle sure if a doctor you know if a dentist recommends it you should probably get it but some things like fancy bags fancy backpacks fancy pants whatever it is uh, those are definitely more wants than needs and, uh, you know, what about you, Rob? What are some wants that you've gotten in the past while? Um, I Like, I'd say for me, the biggest thing recently is, like, it's going to sound super nerdy, but video games. You know, uh, I, in the past, I've gotten some video games. I definitely don't need them. But, you know, when I go home after work and I want to just relax, mm-hmm. you know, I, I pop in a in video game and pwn some noobs. So it's like... Uh, and, and definitely, you definitely found a, a space in your budget for that want, right? Right, and I think that's important too. Is that your needs and your wants can kind of change as your budget changes. You know, if you make more money, then you mm-hmm. can kind of slide more things into the want category. Category, um, you know, you can have nicer things when you make more <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, like that's it's, for sure. It's a crazy, crazy concept. But uh, and and you don't don't think that just because it's a want that you shouldn't get it. So a want is definitely something that's optional, but. Sometimes for the betterment of your mental well-being, that's something you should get, you know. For for Rob, a way to de-stress, and for me too, a way to de-stress is to play video games. And we don't necessarily need it. We don't necessarily need the newest game or whatever. But we want it because it helps us unwind and relax and make us function a little better, you know, on our daily lives. Yeah, exactly. So, like, exactly. You know, it's it's being honest with yourself, looking at your budget, you know, if it fits in your budget and it's, you know, it's you got to live, you got to live yeah. your life. Like yeah, you can't, yeah. um, it's really easy to be like, you know, I got to save all this money, save all this money, save all this money. Well, you know, you like, it's going to, you only do have the one life, so you need to be able to go out, enjoy it. So, you know, you can go yeah. and get the things that you want. Don't as, be afraid of spending money on the stuff you want. Exactly. That, that's not our point of explaining here. Exactly. Our point is just know that differentiation and be able to make decisions based on that, you know. Don't don't force yourself into just the needs and don't overspend on the wants. Exactly, but and I think what what we talked about earlier is like the difference between getting a super expensive car, getting the you know a used car, or maybe taking the go train to work. You know, it, these are things that these are needs versus wants, and so that's something that uh, everyone should keep in mind uh, too. Mm-hmm. One of our one of a really cool skill that we both use in our daily lives is to, 
is a basic estimation of costs, basically on how we actually look at a price tag and how it how we mentally add it to our budget template, right? Without actually without actually inputting it into the computer. So right. yeah. So what for? One of the key thing is to round a cost, right? So for example, if something costs a hundred and ninety nine dollars, we look at it as two hundred dollars. Just just that little mental switch and that little mental addition is already enough to for us to budget. On a on a much grander scale, right? If we have ten dollars and we can only spend ten dollars, then we'll already know that something that cost nine ninety nine is gonna eat up all of our budget. Right, and I think even like I think I'm pretty sure Tommy, you once gave me this trick. He's like, you know, if something costs like eight ninety nine, you'll usually just add on like without even you you know thinking about what the taxes and whatever province you're in. You'll, say, you'll basically just add on another dollar, and you're like. No, eight ninety nine. Okay, well, that's probably gonna close cost me pretty close to ten dollars. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a pretty good tool, and that's something that I basically do when I'm when I'm shopping. It's just like, okay, you know, I'm buying these things. They're each this amount. Well, I just round it up that little bit and be like, okay, worst case scenario is gonna cost me this much. Yeah. And that that's just because I don't really want to think about specific percentages when I'm at the grocery store. I just want to really do a, like a quick and dirty. This is how much if I round it up. This is how much it's gonna cost me, and mm-hmm. you know uh, that's gonna f- that's gonna fit in how much I want to spend on this particular trip. The the tip basically breaks down into rounding up. So we want to overestimate what we're spending, so that you know at the end of the month you're looking at your budget. It's like you know you you didn't actually spend as much as you thought you did, and that'll always put a smile on your face because then you'll have some extra money that you can spend on. Uh, you know, video games or whatever you whatever it is you want, right? Or beer. So, or beer, yeah. So it, it's all about that rounding up. And I'm sure you're aware is that one of the main things to keep in mind is the the 99 pricing, and that's what a lot of companies and grocery stores and chains they all do with their prices, so that a dollar that something that costs a dollar 99 cents only looks like it costs a dollar 99 cents rather than two dollars which seems so much and so much more than $1.99 because it's, and, and it's still only one cent off. It, it's basically the same amount, but in our mind, sub, subconsciously, we kind of put it in a lower, t- lower price bracket than what we usually do. Mm-hmm. So it's something that, de- yeah, it's something definitely that you, you can practice in your everyday life by just rounding up, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, one way if you're, not very good at estimating how much things are going to cost is that like after you buy them you you should keep the receipt and kind of go through line by line um how much it they ended up costing you mm-hmm. um because then you'll see you know that's where the taxes come in and you know yeah. whatever else um it just gives you it gives you a, a good idea of 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 how much you you mm-hmm. are actually spending after after taxes been added on stuff like that yeah like for example you know Something that costs two hundred dollars, after tax, that's already two hundred what thirty dollars yeah. around then already. So that's already thirty dollars that you might not have kept in mind if you didn't overestimate, right? So that's something that we can all keep in mind, and something what I do to practice mentally is that when I go through the grocery store, I look after I'm finished, I look at my basket, and I kind of mentally estimate what the total is, and then compare it to what the actual amount is, and. After some practice, I found that I'm generally in the right ballpark 
and it's it's good to have that practice in so that when you're unconsciously or when you're super hungry and you're making those purchases that you may not actually need you know the extra chocolate bar or whatever it is it it'll help you keep it in check and keep your budget under wraps before before you kind of uh, go out of control yeah and <laughs> I always find it's hard to I mean if you get up to the to the cashier and you know it's she rings it up and it's more than you want it's hard to be like Oh, yeah. you know, I don't actually want that chocolate bar. It's kind of, it's always like a little awkward. So it's better yeah. to do it uh, before and avoid that awkwardness. That's for sure. So that's going to do it for our first podcast on budget and budget template. Um, we hope you guys learned a lot. Um, it was a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, so this is our first time and we're, we're still, you know, learning. And of course, we welcome all criticism and all suggestions and ideas and things that we can do better and you can definitely reach us at lifetextbook.com and lifetextbook at gmail.com you know we we hope to help the world and we hope to actually make young adults more personal more fiscally responsible with their personal finances to make sure that you know everyone lives a better life yeah, and if you liked what we covered today, uh, be sure to check out, Tommy already mentioned it, be sure to check out our website, lifetextbook.com. Um, not only, we have a whole article on uh, budgeting, which kind of goes more into depth than we did here, um, but we also have tons of our other articles. Um, you know, we briefly mentioned uh, TFSA. If you're curious about that, you know, be sure to check it out. We have uh, an article on different types of bank accounts, credit yeah, cards, how everything. how credit cards work, how inflation works, uh, random topics that you know, will help you have a better understanding of how this world works. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, you know, uh, if you have any uh, comments or, or questions, concerns, please let us know. And uh, we'd love to hear because we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Have a good day. Take care, guys.